Sports, the mother of all shows on Impact 89 FM, WTBM East Lansing. Give us a call, 432-3893. Get your voice heard on topics including upcoming movies, TV shows, DVD releases, and video games. And now introducing your host, Torius Neal. What's up, everybody? Welcome, everybody, yet again to another edition of the show like all the mother of all shows. On the panel today, we got Chris. Hey. And we got Jason. Apparently old as dust. You're not old as dust, dude. Jason, shut it. You know who's old as dust? Lieutenant Commander Crazy J, he's old (laughs) as dust. (laughs) Ancient. Ancient. You know... They don't, they, they just can't towel hold Jaya's by looking at him. They have to carbon date him. <laughs> Jay has done some things in his life that make him much <laughs> older than he looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like Keith Richards. <laughs> You've heard it first right here on the Mother of All Shows. Crazy Jay is the Keith Richards of Impact. Without the rock. Without the chicks. Yeah, without the chicks. Coming up on today's show, in like two seconds, I got a review of Thank You for Smoking. We're going to talk some comic book movies because stuff's happened, and I'm a nerd, and we're also going to ruin 24 for all of you. Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, leaving. Tell, I'm leaving. I'll tell you off air. Right now, I got a review of Thank You for Smoking. Yes, Jay, you probably have to turn that lever on. I have to re- re- let, let's try this again. Review, thank you for smoking. Seeing a movie with friends. And now it's time for a movie review on the mother of all shows. This week we are reviewing Thank You for Smoking. Aaron Eckhart of the core fame plays cigarette lobbyist Nick Naylor. He goes on talk shows and defends the cigarette industry. He works for the Academy of Tobacco Studies. His boss is BRJK Simmons and a man only known as a captain played by Robert Duvall. Think he's a genius and a saint. Senator Feinstar, played by William H. Macy, thinks he's the devil. The good senator is running a campaign against big tobacco. To accomplish this, the senator has written a bill that would require all cigarette packages to have a huge skull and crossbones on that said package. So it's up to Nick to stop him. Along the way, he teaches life lessons to his son, Joey, played by Cameron Bright. He also finds time to hang with the other lobbyists in a group called the Merchants of Death, or Mod Squad. They include alcohol lobbyist Polly Bailey, played by Maria Bello, and firearm lobbyist Bobby J. Bliss, played by David Koechner. The rest of this movie features an all-star cast from the likes of Katie Holmes, Rob Lowe, Sam Elliott, and cameo appearances from Dennis Miller and Joan London. Yes, what I told you is the major plot. There are several subplots involving Katie Holmes getting down with Nick Naylor and a real look at father-son bonding. They all end up wrapping up at the end because there are a lot of things happening at the same time. You need a good cast and a good director. The cast here is what you would expect from an all-star cast. The major players here are Eckhart, Bright, and Simmons. Aaron Eckhart is brilliant as Nick Naylor. Naylor says repeatedly that he does his job for the money, and then there are other times you think that he does it because he thinks he's right. One of my favorite lines in this movie is Nick telling his son Joey that in the Constitution it states that every person has the right to a reasonable defense, and that right extends to faceless corporations. He's just being a good defense lawyer. His talks with his son really get to the bottom of his character and are humorous to boot. Cameron Bright proves that he is the male equivalent of Dakota Fanning. Bright is a very good child actor. The scenes with Eckhart and Bright feel very natural. Joey loves his father and you can feel it. But Bright never really gets beyond the I'm his son, I worship him mode. But you know what, that's okay with me. He's not a main character. J.K. Simmons seems to be playing his J. Jonah Jameson character from the Spider-Man movies which is sweet. He embodies everything you hate about Big Tobacco. Maria Bello and David Koechner are great as a comic relief. The Mod Squad sits around a bar comparing notes on how to defend their huge, dangerous industries. At first, you really think that these two characters are very minor like the other characters, but as the movie goes on, they go from being those people that he sits at the bar with to his true friends. They are actually there for Naylor, and it adds a huge dimension to all characters involved. Katie Holmes is noteworthy only because she plays a reporter with the, um... Loose morals. She is bad in a good way, and she does evil pretty well for Katie Holmes. First-time director Jason Reitman does a very good job keeping everything flowing. Nothing really seems confusing because he does not spend a lot of time on one certain storyline, but you're never left sitting there wondering, 
what's going on. This movie is technically acceptable, but the reason to see this isn't the camera work and stuff. It's the script and it's the acting. Okay, I know what you're thinking. It's a movie from the perspective of a tobacco lobbyist, so it's going to take the side of the tobacco industry. Well, no. This script takes gentle jabs at both sides. Naylor describes the head scientist of the Academy of Tobacco Studies as a man who could disprove gravity. On the other side of the coin, another bright idea from William H. Macy is to take out all the smoking from old movies. So they show shots from old movies, but instead of cigarettes, they're holding up cups of coffee. And the cups of coffee are in color. And old movies are in black and white. Yeah. The script weaves in and out of good points for both sides. Doesn't everybody need a good defense, even faceless corporations? Smoking does kill. Doesn't anyone care about it? It never really takes a side. Along the way, it also points out other helpful facts about politicians and Hollywood. Mmm, now that's good satire. Aaron Eckhart should be going places after this one. I just wonder, is there anything Maria Bello can't do? Jason Reitman out of the gate shows that he can do what his famous father can do. His father would be Ivan Reitman of Ghostbusters fame. Eh. It's an indie film, so not many people know about it, but it's the type of movie that critics love. On the Mother of All Show scale of awesomeness, I give Thank You for Smoking an 8.5, and no, I did not pick up smoking after this one. Excuse me, sir, the show's over. But I have nowhere to go. I have nowhere to go. That's me after a movie. We're back on the Mother of All Shows, and coming up right now, I got the best prizes this side of Alderaan, or Tatooine, or Dantooine. Is there any more plans we have the better... Your better prizes of there is no planet your mom it's star wars if there was george lucas must be strong um <laughs> i'm in an extra nerd mode tonight neil notice how you were the only one laughing <laughs> well i was about to say i'm so glad we're on radio where no one can see me because i would want to run and hide right now seriously all right the next two callers at 432-3893 get a pair of movie passes courtesy ncg cinema located in the eastwood town center in lansing these are restricted passes, so they're not valid at all shows. Visit www.ncgmovies.com to see when you can use your passes. The mother of all shows would like to thank NCG Cinemas for your support. So thanks, NCG Cinemas. So the next two callers at 432-3893 get two pairs of passes for movies. Movies! Movies. And Aaron's in studio right now. I am. And he, he dragged Angie with him. I did. His hair is still not pink. And his oh. hair is still not pink. The poll said pink. The poll said pink, yeah, but you know what? I changed the poll to say green. Because <laughs> I will not have pink it. hair. <laughs> not a democracy. <laughs> Your head isn't. My head is not a democracy. It's, it's a, a dictatorship. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> enough about Aaron's hair. The top five movies of last weekend coming in. Number one, we have Ice Age of the Meltdown, which now has hit over the one million... 100 million mark so ice age three i cannot wait for that movie to start like falling in yeah. uh like um the sales yeah be like oh yeah you know you got a point no <laughs> <laughs> all right and yeah i'm well, think... just gonna be like well you know it's like it'd be kind of funny to be like oh yeah the movie's cooling down but then I was thinking, wait, cooling down. If it's the meltdown, it'd be warming up. Aaron, we need to start a vaudeville show. I can be the tumbler. You can be the joke teller. It'll be brilliant. And no one will come and watch us. It'll be horrible. I think I'm going to take myself off of this show from now on. Coming in number two, we have the bench warmers. Um, I've heard uh, several people talk about it. And uh, the one report I had was that John Hedder did a really good job. And David Spade and Rob Schneider played David Spade and Rob Schneider again. They need to have different um, characters. Yes. I was just applauding Hedder, not Schneider yeah, and Spade. I like Mr. October in there. Mr. October. Was Reggie Jackson in yeah. there? Yeah. Wow. Slamming the mailboxes. <laughs> Out of the heart. Oh, oh man. That's, that's funny. Coming to number three, we have Take the Lead. Um... I really thought this movie would do a little bit better because of the dance craze coming out in America right now with Dancing with the Stars and all the ballroom dance and stuff. And all and the people got... that think that Antonio Banderas is so damn sexy. Too sexy. Too hey, sexy. Hey. Hey. Our professor thinks that... Yeah, get... I know he does. Neil and I have a show together, and we're not going to say which... Or we have a class on that show. We've got a class together. We're not going to say what class or who our professor is. But this professor, she thinks that he is uh, the sexiest guy on the planet. So I, I, I think he is, he is. the second, second sexiest man on the planet next to me. 
Well, there you go. So he he pulls <laughs> he pulls uh, fans from all age Ranges. brackets, demographics, whatever. He, he's got some pulling power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Coming oh. in number four, that I I have a bad mind. Coming in number four, we have the Inside Man. <coughs> Spike Lee's movie continues just to hang on there by thread. Coming in at number five, we have Lucky Number Eleven. Um, I really thought that the really? college age kids that want to see a cool stylized uh, comedy caper or crime caper would go out and see this one. But well, I, I still have it only came it. in five. Didn't make it out that weekend. Maybe it'll just be hanging around at five for like five weeks. And I'll make $55 million. And then I'll make five more jokes about it. Well, wouldn't it be better if it hung around at, uh, you know, number seven the whole time? Or maybe uh, even 11 for a stretch? <laughs> we don't talk about number 11 in this show. No? No. Uh-oh. No. Come, rules every day. <laughs> coming out this weekend, we have a movie called The Wild. A teenage lion is accidentally shipped from the New York Zoo to Africa, now running free. His zoo pals, a lion, a giraffe, an anaconda, a koala, and a squirrel, must put aside their differences to help bring it back. Didn't they already put this movie out last year? I liked this movie better when it was called uh, Madagascar. Yeah, exactly. It's zoo animals this from New York running around. It's got Kiefer it's Sutherland in it doing it. Yeah. Sold. I'm going to go see it. <laughs> There'll be a bomb somewhere. <laughs> I'm all over it. Kiefer Sutherland, there's a bomb. This I'm a lion, but I'll still go out and save the U.S. Um, now, Kiefer's got pulling power right now. <laughs> He's, He's a sexy man. He could go Kiefer's do a, mus- a musical like Cats, and he can be like the main old cat, and he could not have a good singing voice. People would flock to the theaters just to go see Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe, about, man. maybe the cat will go like save the world. If I remember correctly, I believe the name was Metascopheles. <laughs> I yeah. like cats. Uh, um, I really don't think do. I really don't think the Wild will do very well. Um, just thinking commercially for this movie, it's stupid to release it like two weeks after Ice Age. Yeah, but still, it's still, you know, your family, you're going to take your kids to see one of the movies, and then they're going to go on and watch the next one the next week. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are going to be going to see Ice Age, but at the same time, then, you know, they're going to, they're not going to want, their kids aren't going to want to go see Ice Age two, three, four times. They're only going to want to see it once or twice, and then you go, oh, new movie, check it out. I would have waited a month. Maybe to release the wild because you know it's got Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, James Belushi, and Eddie Izzard in it, and it's got the star bo- power behind the voices. Eddie Izzard's a really funny English comic. Gotcha. For those. Hello. Who's Eddie Izzard? And you know it could be pretty good, even though it it's a complete ripoff off Madagascar. Oh yeah. But I, it's gonna get crushed under Ice Age, the meltdown. Well, any kid movie that came out in and around Ice Age is gonna get crushed. Yep. Luckily, the uh, other movie coming out this weekend isn't a kid movie, and it's a movie. Uh, it's Scary Movie Four. Yes, Four. Yes. It's up to Cindy Campbell, Campbell, played by Anna Ferris, to save the world from the try the TR dash iPod attack on Earth. So they're making a joke on War of the Worlds because it's like a tripod attack, except that they 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 single out iPod because that's funny. Yeah. The one no. thing that makes me happy about this movie is Dr. Phil gets bashed in the back of the head uh-huh. by one of those fluorescent lamp things that you have in uh, gyms. He just gets smashed in the back of the head, and it just makes me happy to see that man. I was going to say, hit. I just want to see him saw his foot off. <laughs> they, yeah. They're making yes. fun of Saw the Grunge. I saw... Uh, Tom tr- Cruise. Tr- yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I got that one, too. And, of course, War of the Worlds. The Ring. Um, I don't think they're doing... Because they did The Ring in Scary Movie 3. I did oh, see... Anthony Anderson and some other um, actor I didn't know do a tent scene from Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> all those scary movies kind of just mesh into one in my memory, so it's like... Uh, Brokeback was scary. You know? But no, I mean, they they kind of... Scary movie, the first one was all scary movies, and then they just kind of were like, oh, let's just put in what's popular. Like, scary movie two or three had the, the Matrix have in anything it. to do with this anymore? No. Um, David Zucker, who directed a little movie I like to call Airplane and Airplane 2. Amazing movies. Has taken over the um, franchise. He did three. Good. He might actually make it funny now. Um, it's 
gone more from just let's make fun of a type of genre of horror where the first one was slasher and the second one was like spooky ghosts. The third one, it made fun of The Ring, but it kind of made fun of just the movies that have been out in the since Scary Two, Scary Movie Two had come out, and then go on and make fun of other pop pop culture stuff. And Leslie Nielsen does return as the president of the United States of America. Yeah, in this that movie. Looks, I will go see it simply for him. That, that, that is that's funny. a comedian right there. I I will say that I fell asleep the only time I saw Scary Movie Three. I saw it at like one a.m. and I'm like, wow, this movie's so good, Zonk. Um. I don't know. Anna Ferris is becoming to be really funny, and Regina Hall's in it again, playing her friend. But who knows? Doctor Phil's in it. Shaq's in it. I'm sold on Shaq. If Shaq's in it, I mean, he did an outstanding job in Steel. So <laughs> that did not beat his his award winning performance Kazam? in Kazam. This is true. Kazam was far better. I forgot about Kazam. Shaq as a genie. Who came up with that genius idea? Um, someone who is, should be on the side of a road right now, holding up a sign for work. Because they are... Like you in a month. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, you're right. I'll just cling to this show until they make me leave. And then they make me leave, and I'll be like, I have nothing to live for. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> what? Anyhow, I got a movie, uh, we're going into news, and I got a movie that Homer Simpson would give two thumbs up for. He'd love it. It's a movie called Space Chips. <laughs> no one's laughing at this. It's a, a computer animated cartoon uh, featuring the descendants of the first chimps sent into space. So I'm assuming that when they started sending monkeys in space that they didn't come back and they like populated a planet. And now we have wacky adventures in space with monkeys. I'll sign up for that. Planet of the Apes, what? <laughs> Um, was that Planet of the Apes? Was that the uh, basic plot of Planet of the Apes? No, Apes no. took over to Earth. Earth, Earth yeah, evolved and the Apes yeah, took over. But it sounds like it. Yeah, it does. You can't touch Charlton Heston. <laughs> <sighs> can't touch Charlton Heston, no. Literally. Soylent Green, <laughs> best movie ever. All time. You know what was a really good movie, Chris? What's Rambo that? First Blood. Yes, it was. And now they're still talking about doing Rambo 4. Thank God. <laughs> Rambo 4 Wait, What is he doing of the <laughs> what, what does Sylvester Rambo have retirement. Does he have absolutely no original ideas left Because like what he wants to remake another Rocky Now he wants to come back as Rambo oh, Rambo yeah because America needs Rambo Pretty soon it'll be over the top too <laughs> Rambo needs to take his mail out, Otherwise he'll have another battle he'll be fighting Hey, hey, over the top two, that would be golden. Adriana! The senior class. <laughs> It'll be the new Rambo. Rambo, Rambo and the bowel movement of death. <laughs> because he's too old to be able to do anything by himself anymore. Uh, Larry Reynolds, who is a good friend of the executive producer, uh, Danny Lerner, said, quote, the character's main focus in the film will be to track down a former soldier who committed war crimes and who has been missing for some time. While in this search, Keating will find... That this prisoner of war is searching for the killer of his brother, the same individuals who have stolen Rambo's daughter. So apparently they're doing Rambo is has been like accused of war crimes again and his family's missing. So let's take Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger's greatest movie ever, and add war crimes to it. Yay! Uh, like Rambo twenty four. <sighs> um Sylvester Stallone, you did really good in Copland. Um, I kind of enjoyed Copland. Uh, uh, stop making Rambo and Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, Ivan Drago is going to come back. And I, I hope he does. Did he, I will crush you. Did he die in that movie? No. Oh, he didn't. No. He was just crushed. <laughs> By the power of Rocky. Um... Vin Diesel's next movie will be about- oh! <laughs> We are just going from one muscle head to another. It's fantastic. <laughs> one I bad movie it. to the next. Okay, at least Sylvester Stallone can pull off Rambo. I mean, who yeah, can't pull off Rambo? Yeah, he can pull off, off Rambo, Rambo, but uh, then there's, you know, Rambo wannabe. Um, Vin Diesel's next movie will be the long-awaited biopic on Hannibal the Conquer- Conqueror, who is like this big conquering guy. Hannibal the Cannibal? Um, you know, when I read this, they were talking about Hannibal, and I'm like, Vin Diesel's gonna be in the new prequel to Silence of the Lambs? Oh, Hannibal was, uh, 
Um, no. Mongolian I saw country. it on the History Channel. Mongolia. He's like a Mongolian? Yeah. Mongolia. Yeah, he was a big conqueror, and he was uh, fairly ruthless. Fairly ruthless. Yeah. And so, to show anger and frustration will be Vin Diesel. Because mm. apparently he can act. Well. I'm um, sure he can swing a sword. He can drive a car. That he can. Uh, the Broken Lizard comedy troupe who did Super Troopers and Club Dread, they've got a movie called um, Beer Fest that's currently in post, uh, post-production. post will be released in August. They've signed up to um, produce Ambulance Chasers. It's, uh, it's a script about what happens when two fiercely competitive personal injury lawyers fight over a client. So they're like having car chases behind the ambulance. And it's like Fast and the Furious beats Law and Order. Wow. Wait, the other one? What was the the beer one? Beer Fest. It's like, let's go back into Greek times and have beer drinking competitions. Okay, so I was just hoping. So it's like a toga party on the campus of Michigan State University any given weekend. Debauchery, drunkenness. I love it. Toga parties. I went to a toga party and this guy wasn't wearing a toga, he was wearing a Ninja Turtles bed sheet. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm like, okay, let's wear a Good Ninja, work. Ninja Turtles box sheet or uh, sheet. Yeah. Um, the they are Roland Atkinson is coming back as Mr. Bean. Excellent. They're making a sequel. It only took them like ten years to actually say, hey, let's Bean. make a sequel. He's a busy to Mr. man. Bean. Busy doing what? England type things. Yeah, he did that spy movie. Yeah, he did the spy movie. Johnny English. Johnny English, yes. Mm-hmm. Which the television show that you got to see on CBC was just brilliant. That was good. Yeah, that. I, I mean, I, I've i never... Have you seen Mr. Bean the movie? Because doesn't he talk in it? Yeah, I, I've Mr. seen the movie. Bean? He Mr. doesn't Mr. talk in Mr. Bean. In the movie, he does, doesn't he? I don't think so. If he Even does, it's just... In the television show, he did have a few lines. Yeah. Very, very few. But that was It's good. kind of like Silent Bob, and he doesn't say much, but every once in a while he'll talk. Alright, you know what? We have um, something that hasn't happened in a long time. Besides a girl being in the studio. We have a caller. Caller, what's up? Hey, I just heard you guys talking about Hannibal, and I thought I'd pass along a little bit of information. Good, because we're not informed, apparently. Yeah, Hannibal was actually a general from Africa who took his army and invaded Rome with it. He brought the elephants across the Alps. I thought that was Napoleon. He's French. No. Didn't Napo- He's French. no, Napoleon took the elephants. Oh. That, that's funny, but um, <laughs> I think I might have a problem with that, actually. Uh-oh. Who's the guy from Mongolia, then? Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Ah, that's it. That's it. We we only know Star Wars and Star Trek and not history on this show. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, at least you put them <laughs> on the right planet then. <laughs> well, thank you for the information. Uh, we You're screwed welcome. that one up royally. <laughs> Thanks, bye. You're welcome. It sounds much power. better when people call up to correct us. <laughs> yes, because... I could have sworn Napoleon had some elephants. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, a guy that small is going to get a where, where in France are there elephants? <laughs> he, he, Have you he ever was... been to Paris? No. I, I failed I failed world history, all right? Yes, I think we all... I only got my high school diploma because they wanted me out of that school. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I, I don't even think I took world history. Um, that could explain too. Uh in Japan, they're showing the movie The New World, and they're doing it in Smell-O-Vision. Come again? Come again. Uh, seven smells will be emitted by a machine placed underneath the seats at the back of the theater, depending <laughs> on what kind of scene is playing during the Colin Farrell-led film at that time. You're kidding me. Love scenes will be accompanied by a floral scent, while peppermint and rosemary smell will waft through the cinema during emotional sequences. And whenever Colin Farrell comes up, the smell of brandy and cheap cigarettes is wafts throughout the entire theater. Now what will happen when I make my triumphant debut on the big screen? What's the smell of fart will waft throughout the theater as well. You know, I really don't know why they're going with this. A floral scent during the lovemaking scenes? It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. So am I just supposed to be, like, emotionally more attached to the scene because I can smell flowers? I'm sitting next to you. 
I don't know. <laughs> all I know is you go see that movie long enough, you walk through like the flower section at Kroger, and all of a sudden you're going to start thinking things completely different. <laughs> it's a giant ploy. And you know, can they really get Guys this? will begin to like flowers again. <laughs> oh, oh, it smells so good. It reminds <laughs> me of the love scenes. Can, yeah. Neil, you'll have a new form of pornography. Sweet. I can just sit in my room and smell. <laughs> well, don't you do that anyway? Uh, I'm sorry. The just... mother of all shows has hit a new low. And we're going to go even lower as Peter Siegel has come aboard to direct a movie entitled Shazam, which is an adaptation of the DC comic book series featuring Captain Marvel. This is a series that um, Peter Siegel is doing it, so I think it's going to be a comedy. But the basic idea of the character in sh- the characters in Shazam is that there's this kid... And he walks around, and he's a kid, and he goes, Shazam, and then he turns into Captain Marvel, who is, like, 20 years older than he is, and, like, has all the powers of Greek gods. Jay, were you going to say something? Oh, yeah. I was just going to mention that a moment ago, the moment has passed, but we were talking about pornography, and Brock wasn't here, and I felt so bad. (laughs) Don't get started on Brock and his pornography. You know, if we even say it, he'll come running... Within like a mile into the studio, and they'd be like, "What?" Huh? <laughs> um, Peter Seagal credits include the Longest Yard, Fifty First Days, Fifty First Dates, Anger Management, and Tommy Boy. So they're not going to do a serious adapt adaptation of Shazam, which kind of makes me sad. Because nah, I'm not too excited about it to begin with. And it's, I'm excited that DC is going to do a movie, so I can sit here and continue complaining that I haven't seen a Flash movie or a Green Lantern movie. Well, yeah, the, the Green all Lantern the, dude, the Green of all the DC movie. characters, though, why would they pick him to do? Was I, Iron Man DC? No, was Iron Man Marvel? was Marvel, Marvel, but they're making an Iron yeah, Man movie. Um, I don't know. They they got Wonder Woman's in, in pre-production. See, that would be a fantastic movie. Flash is in pre-production with David Groyer, who wrote Batman Begins, is going to direct it. The Flash television show. Yeah, there was that a Flash. That was great. That was yeah. great. It's not WB. I it think it was it, WB. The, yeah, it the was Flash a, television show it was there, and then WB it was gone. No, it was on... <laughs> are you think? I'm thinking of the CBS television show that premiered in 1990. Uh, yeah, he had the Flash costume and everything. It was it was a live action. Flash. And Jay, you're by the microphone, and I'm not going to allow you to talk about trench coats during this segment. No, I was just going to ask if Janet Jackson was in it. <laughs> oh... No, and Ryan Reynolds is uh, being attached to Star as the Flash at this point. Sweet. But, you know, Marvel's done all these comic book movies. We got X-Men Last Stand, or Last Stand coming out, so DC is going to come out. On a side note, Robin Williams in an interview said that he would, quote, Oh, God, yes, take the role of the Joker in Batman Begins. Uh, the sequel to Batman Begins. Mm. That could be interesting. It could be interesting. Mm. I don't know. He's hairy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he could get that wax. Steve Carell got waxed for 40-year-old virgin. You look like a pumpkin. Yeah. Maybe they'll, like, completely wax Robin Williams. Well, I don't think he works. You could still get Jack to do it. They make bodysuits. They can make Harrison Ford work for another Indiana Jones (laughs) if they ever do. They can make Jack (laughs) work for the Joker. Uh, and nobody beats Jack. The yeah, Joker. Jack was amazing. Jack was amazing. I I guess they could make. I think he's too old, but all, all for what we were talking about. And here's some age is in the mind, not the body. Okay, thank you, Sensei. Hi, <laughs> Um, Anthony Hopkins has penned a screenplay and will compose the music and plans to direct a movie called Slipstream. The story follows an aging screenwriter who has lived his life in two states of existence, the world of reality and the world inside his head, hired to rewrite a mystery set in a desert diner and des- deserted diner and unaware that his brain is on the verge of implosion. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really weird, but you know what the worst part about this is? Is that um, to play Felix, they have Christian Slater. Genius? Genius. <laughs> and Gina Rollins is um, who was... Not Beyonce, but the other chick in Destiny's Child. Not the one that hasn't done anything. Oh yeah, the other one. The yeah. other one, the one that was in Freddy vs. Jason. She, she. The did... one, yeah, yeah. She's in the. She... Movie. I, she... Yep. Good yeah. call. And so you get two people that can't really act, and they're going to play dual and triple roles in this film. Sweet. Might got to learn how to act some way. Well, Anthony Hopkins is directing it, and he can act. 
He's been knighted. Can he direct? Can Anthony Hopkins act? I wasn't sure. <laughs> that wasn't me doing. That was me doing my Anthony Hopkins impersonation. Only one of the greatest of all time. Uh, um, you know Queenshire. Do you know anything about Queenshire? The nah. band, the metal band Queenshire. Nah. Anyone? I know of the Shire. Well, um, their nineteen eighty-eight album, Operation Mindcrime, which was a concept album. Um, they are going to make a movie out of it. There you go. Make wait some a, money, make a movie. Way to wait 20 years before you do it, too. <laughs> well, lose somebody real quick, make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Especially you, for a band that we've all known <laughs> for so many years. I'm like, who's heard of Queen The closest I come to on Queenshire is Queensryche. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Where 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 is this here? It's right. If you messed up Queensryche and said Queenshire... Yeah, that's Queensryche. Oh, oh that's... my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Neil, has, Neil, Neil has officially lost hosting duties. He no longer is the host. How do you get Shire out of, yeah. At, yeah, yeah, out of R-Y-C-H-E? Okay, you know what? I failed history and I failed reading, okay? <laughs> do, you really, do we really have to drudge up my elementary school grades on this show? And the... the it's, uh, Operation Mid Crime, not Mind Crime. Wow. Here, here you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I will take over doing news right now. Queensryche, 1988 album, Operation Mid Crime, is now going to be a movie. MTV reports that Queensryche's 1988 album is going to be getting the big screen treatment, according to frontman Jeff Tate. And we got a caller, so someone's going to yell at me for this. I hope they do, unmercifully. Chuck <laughs> Pyle, please don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have my news back? No. Um, news. Oh, the reason they're doing it is because uh, they're coming out with their latest disc, Operation Mi- Mind Crime 2. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be like the wall? You Wait wonder? a second. Listen to this. It says here in the normal part, it says Operation Mind Crime, but in the uh, title thing, it says Mid Crime. Man, know. somebody out there in cyberspace screwed up. I don't know, Queen Drake. Well enough to I don't care about Queenstrike at all. But I wonder if it's going to be like the wall. Just answer the phone. Uh, that person hung up. Oh, mm. It's probably better. Uh, please don't call and call me an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Neil's sake, it's probably good that they hung up. You know, everybody else at the station knows it. Um, you, the listeners, don't need to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> we let you know enough. <laughs> so, um, you know what? We are going to take a break while I learn how to read. Uh, You're listening to the Mother of All Shows right here at Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to the Mother of All Shows. I have learned how to read in the two-minute break we took. And as as Jay pointed out, I hope no one from U of M is listening to this show. Um, I am not the normal MSU student. You know what? We're going to go on and we're going to hit some TV. Damn TV, you've ruined my imagination. Just like you've ruined my ability to... to um. 
Oh, well. TV news and reviews on the mother of all shows. And I just thought of a reason why I can't read anymore. TV. Too much TV. Um, I like how Jason still hasn't come back yet. You scared him away (laughs) with the fact that you couldn't pronounce Queensryche. Well, they spelled it wrong anyway. Reich should be spelled R-E-I-C-H, I I believe. Yeah, well, you know what? Just because it's spelled differently doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm close-minded. You know, (laughs) note to all bands out there. If if you really want disc jockeys to be able to promote your band on air, spell your band names right, then we know how to pronounce them. But you know what? I bet if they even spelled their name right, I still wouldn't be able to... to um, you like corn, right? They spelled it wrong, but you can still pronounce their name right. <laughs> I mean, hell, one Wait. of their letters is backwards. Wait, corn is spelled wrong? Man, that's why I got that spelling test back. Um, coming... <laughs> Major Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. The uh, big TV story of this week has been 24. And unfortunately, I don't know if I'm ruining the season of 24 for you 24 fans out there. Or if I'm just telling you something you already know. Um, Kiefer Sutherland has signed on for the next three seasons of 24. Ensuing that Jack Bauer has about 18 million more bad days. I would hate to be him because he just, you know... One after another after another. I know, but luckily they have, they're supposed to happen like two years apart. So it's like, have a really bad day, I get two years off. I have another really bad day, two years off. And they're also um, priming a movie based on 24. Um, unfortunately, it Is this won't... like 48 or something? <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I really don't think this movie's going to be all that good. They're going to try to cram 24 hours of Jack Bauer's life into two hours. Ooh, bad. That's not going to work. It totally goes against the premise of the show. Yeah. Um, you put out 24 movies or 12 movies. Idea for yeah, 24 producers idea. out there is you do do a movie, and it is set in a 24 land. It has Jack Bauer in it, but you don't constrain yourself with time like they have on the show. This yeah. can be a good, good way to just do a straight action movie starring Jack Bauer with Jack what? Bauer in it, and you can tie up loose ends, and you're not... You're not really constrained with time. What about 24 days? Break that down into a two-hour span. You know, that could be it. Two and a half, maybe even three if it's action-packed. But I don't think you can <laughs> yes. cram an entire season of 24 into a two-hour movie. No, as long as there's excited. a whole lot of uh, Alicia Cuthbert in the movie, I, I'll go see it. Word. Oh, yeah. Word. Alicia Cuthbert. She, my favorite movie of hers was Old School. I Captain. I. <laughs> yeah. So I have that's... a prom committee meeting. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> I've stayed the same age since I was twelve. We have all got <laughs> our shovels out today. We are digging hard. <laughs> Where's Brock joining us? Yeah, no doubt. Brock wouldn't even be able to bring this show back. (laughs) I wasn't talking about bringing the show back. I was talking about bringing the show down more. And speak of the devil, this is hilarious. And here he comes with his backhoe. (laughs) Start digging out even faster. We were talking, first we were talking about how in Japan they've got scents and they're going to spray floral scents during the lovemaking scenes. And we're like, Brock would find that funny. Tee-hee-hee, and then we were talking about Alicia Cuthbert, and as high school, as I get older, high school oh, okay, girls yeah, stay right, the same. Yeah. And, and because, little... yeah, right, because I'm the old uh, pedophile guy, apparently. <laughs> uh, okay. We hadn't said that yet today. <laughs> you brought that one up. You brought that one on yourself, son. Hey, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I'm comfortable in my own skin. Yes. Um, thank you for that cameo appearance, Brock. It's my cameo appearance for today. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Are you telling me I have to leave now? Um, not unless you can sit and talk about porn for 20 minutes. Wait, I... I, I <laughs> oh dude, you, that's my specialty. What are you talking about? I was just going to say, dude, you, you're going to have to stop him after 20 minutes. That's the problem. He'll be just getting warmed up. Oh. oh. Did you guys already talk about South Park? I, you know, no, we're on TV. Do you want to talk about South Park? I do, because did any of you guys watch it last night? I know that they're having, like, this all up. They, like, Family Guy was going to make fun of what? Like, some Muslim group. 
yeah. on TV, and America ended up getting bombed, and we're getting Amanda to come in here, so why don't we have a, our own mini channel talking about South Park? Fill me in on it, dude. Okay, so basically, last week on South Park, um, Cartman wanted to get a family guy off the air because he hated it, right? So it's this big thing, and, and Kyle, it's kind of, it's, it's a weird story. Kyle wants him to get it off, too, because he's afraid the terrorists are going to come and uh, kill everybody if they air the uh, episode that has Muhammad uh, drawn in. So the first episode is, like, Cartman riding to L.A. on his big wheel, and, uh, <laughs> and Kyle chasing after him, and they get in this big fight. This episode was great because it was, like, Cartman shows up at Fox Studios and there's like Bart Simpson sitting in the office. He's like, I hate the show too. So ends up Cartman turns Bart Simpson on Kyle, kicks his ass. It's really funny. But it turns out the very end that they show this Family Guy clip and the whole time they make fun of Family Guy, how it's just, there's no real plot or the jokes have nothing to do with the plot. It just goes from joke to joke to joke. So at the very end, they're like, uh, uh, it was like, oh, what was it? Something to the extent of like, oh, that wasn't as it, that wasn't as bad as this time that uh, I had this fish on a helmet given to me by the Prophet Muhammad, and so it switched to Family Guy, and then it blacked the whole screen out, and it was like Comedy Central wussed out; they would not show this in the screen. We showed the Prophet Muhammad giving Peter a helmet with fish on it or something. Yeah, he so was right there. They had it all animated and drawn in. But Comedy Central refused to do it. So yeah. wow, yeah. But there were some. <laughs> then the uh, the response though was the best because it was uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, and they did this whole show. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna get back at you," and this is our retaliation. So they did this show with all these like gay guys and like <laughs> President Bush. And uh, they were like, hi, I'm an American. I'm an American, too. And they were jumping around and, like, I can't say what they were doing. But they were, let's say it involves brown and uh, brown stuff. Just put it that way. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. This season of South Park, man, it's getting back to good old self again. But actually, there's a uh, if you go on CNN.com, there's an article about it, so... Well, they're getting mainstream press because of this episode. Why didn't you pick up on this, dude? This is yeah. huge news. Yeah, this is big time. Hey, big you know time. what? Dungeons and Dragons Night only comes around once a week. Are you serious? I'm the Dungeon oh, Master. What? Goodness. I'm not serious. The Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> game I was invited yes. to is going on right now. And I said, no, I'm doing the mother of all shows, and I'm not a and nerd. there are so many girls in East Lansing crying <laughs> right now because We're of the lack. We're all at that Dungeons yeah, and Dragons exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> the lack of guys around. Really? I wish it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. You guys got girls to show up now? Um, well, this one guy's wife might up show up then. sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how he Some got guy's married. Wife might show up sometimes. <laughs> Actually, you know, I was when I was in high school, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons very occasionally, and the girls that would show up were not the kind of kind of girls that you would want hanging to hang out with. Put it that way. Oh, is that a little alarm for you? Is that time to take your pills? Yeah, it's my anti-pedophile pill time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where this came from. But. <laughs> I like the title now. It's great. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, thanks for that synopsis. Do you have anything to add on South Park, Amanda? Since you, um, the only part that Brock left out that was really amazing was the uh, the like five to ten minute. I'm willing to say fight between Kyle and. Oh Carmen. yeah, that was pretty. Sweet. That was just re- not in the balls. Not in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> they just made Bart Simpson swear a bunch, which was awesome. Yeah, of course, not really. Like, dropping actual... f bombs. It was great. Did they actually get the uh, the voice talent come do Bart Simpson? No, voice? but it, it was uh, it was the voice that does butters. Um, oh, okay. But it sounded kind of like what's her name? Uh, Some um, mm-hmm. Nancy Cartwright. Sometimes on South Park, Matt and Trey. Um, want to have a fake voice. I remember when Michael Dorn was was being made fun of during the um, vegan episode, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I so would have come and done the voice." And they're like, "No, it's funnier when it's not." Yeah. <laughs> then it just kind of means that the people we're making fun of go- is going along with this, you and know, they like it better when the people that they're making fun of you can say they don't like it because they didn't appear on the show. They got Jay Leno to do the dog's voice. No, that was, uh, that was George, George Clooney. Clooney. Well, no. Uh, the gay did. dog was. Uh, what was Leno, that did, Leno did a dog voice. Yeah, he too. did too. They both did dogs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, season seven just came out on DVD. Yeah. Uh, and for those of us that are audiophiles here, I have not heard a worst uh, produced and mastered video audio to video stuff ever. Really? But if you listen to it, it's nothing like. It sounds like this. 
<laughs> it's really bad. Really bad. I can oh. hear that in my headphones. That's yeah. bad. <laughs> it sounds like that. Seriously, if you have a su- if you have a sub like in a surround sound system, and if you're watching it, it's really bad. Then I don't know why it is. Us audiophiles, if that's what we're calling ourselves nowadays. <laughs> hey, that's what Reed says, so that means that's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Reed said it, so it's true. It came, it came from the top. It came from the top. Well, thanks, Brock. Um, what yeah. else could you have been talking about? Uh, Big Brother is going to do an all-star. Oh, come Big on. Brother. I, oh, wow. Kiefer Sutherland. Um, this is and, the part where I leave and go work on Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I was talking about Kiefer Sutherland. Come back, baby. We can talk about South Park. Um, did you just say, come back, baby? (laughs) Yes, I did. You know, calling women baby. I was talking about this earlier. Vaughn's a genius. Accents. If you have an accent, you can call a girl anything you want, and it's okay. (laughs) There's some words that you can say with an English accent. And you can't be said on air, otherwise the FCC would come and beat me with bamboo. But um, it's a, it's. But you say it with a British accent, and all of a sudden people are like, "Okay." It works for the opposite sex too, because I won't. Whenever I'm here at the radio station, I get phone calls from promo- promoters, record labels, whatever. I will. I've told uh, the desk staff that I will not talk to them unless they have a hot British accent, and obviously it has to be a girl. But, uh, <laughs> otherwise, I won't talk to anybody. Take so, a message. Take a message. Oh, so now we know how to get music on the air. That's right. Hello, my name is <laughs> Hello, Lily. Love. Hello, you? Brock. Would you like some tea and crumpets, love? <laughs> In my mind, to hear that kind of voice and think of the chick that would produce that <laughs> would not eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a woman; it's a beast. Eight feet tall, had three tracheotomies. You know, emphysema. heavy, heavy smoker. Yeah. <sighs> All right, back to heist. Heist's canceled. No one watched it. It was after Law and Order, and now they're like, "Hey, let's cancel Heist." Good work. What was it? It was a show, was a show oh. where um, this master thief played by Doug Reese Scott, who was in Mission Impossible 2. Wait, wasn't that on for like a week? Yeah, it, was, it, they got, it got pulled after its third episode. Nice. Way to go. And another big news is and that... I think that like 400, epi- 400 other shows got passed on before that one. Yeah. Um, Comcast and Sony Pictures Entertainment will unveil a new horror slash thr- thriller network this Halloween... This has nothing to do with the horror channel, which had been rumored for like two years. Flicks or something like that's got a horror channel. Yeah, well, now Comcast is going to come out with their own horror channel. It's good. Good they got Sony because they got Science of the Lambs. I know what you did last summer. Panic Room. Oh, and Panic Room was a great <laughs> horror flick. Um, you got to pick up Paramount. Someone has the rights to Paramount. And when you get Paramount and then you get the first eight Friday the 13th. Um, you know, I just want a Lionsgate channel. Lionsgate channel would be good too. Love it. Um, you know what? We're running short on time. I'm just going to go straight to a little thing I like to call DVDs. DVD? We don't own a DVD player. Yeah, dude. Nobody does. They're too expensive. DVD news and reviews on the mother of all shows. Speaking of stuff, we'll talk about Lionsgate Entertainment here in a couple seconds. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, all these releases were released. Uh, that's like, I just, no. I'm a good radio personality, you know that. I can read, I can speak English. I'm just... I that good. Dang! <laughs> I that in a classroom. Um, Mommy says I'm special. <laughs> and she does. Uh, coming out on DVD this past Tuesday, we have Wolf Creek uh, Unrated. Uh, it's a gruesome Australian horror horror. Did you see Wolf Creek, Chris? No, but I've heard good things. You've good heard things. good things. Good things. Good things. And I'm excited about the director's cuts. I like director's cuts. I like director's cuts, too. And there's one coming out for Wolf Creek. That's the one I'm really, the, really excited The about. unrated edition of the DVD runs five minutes longer than the R cut, so... so there you go. You got you go. five minutes of blood. Um, we also got fun with Dick <laughs> and Jane. Are five minutes of them driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some monologue. <laughs> we, also, we also have fun with Dick and Jane where... Tay Leone and Jim Carrey start robbing Starbucks. I was going to review it for this week, but, you know, it didn't really hit me. You know, that is one movie that I can honestly say I have not heard of one person that saw it. I have not talked to one I, I, person I was about it. I was going to review it, but, you know. Yeah. 
We also have the greatest game ever played, which is a golf movie, An Unfinished Life, which I features... I disagree. Hockey's the greatest game ever played. Which features Jennifer Lopez and Robert Redford. Oh. Yeah. Didn't say it's that. Like, it's like the unspoken, you know... Just trust me on that. Yeah. Watch the movie. We, watch we also okay, have... I'd like to also say golf is not a game. It's a pastime. It's a hobby. Yeah. Golf. It's not a sport. Golf. If you disagree with me, call at 432-3893 so I can make fun of you. <laughs> Please do. Well, the lights are... The, the, I'm just kidding. We also have a movie called The Dark where Maria Bello and Sean Bean are desperate parents in search of a missing child haunted by visions of their daughter pleading for help and mysterious little girl who claims she died 60 years ago in a mass suicide growing up in his return from the dead to help them save their daughter. Nice. It's a horror film. It's got Maria Bello and Sean Bean. Sounds a little bit like Silent Hill, which yep. is coming out in like a uh, week or two. I'd be willing to guess Sean Bean dies in said movie because I don't think I've seen a movie where he survives. <laughs> um, I was going to say Goldeneye. Nope. Nope. Flight Plan? Nope. nope. Oh, I didn't Lord see of the Flight Plan. <laughs> no. I didn't see Flight Plan, but should be in Equilibrium? Next... No. It should be in his next contract. I want to be there for the closing credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think. And not in a casket. Yeah. I think he's got a good chance in Silent Hill, which comes out in like a week. I don't Based know. on a video game, he in the shots I've seen of him, he's not even anywhere near the action. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, flight plan thought he was a nice guy. Thought he was a captain. He ends up dying. Captains always die. Yeah. Captains gotta go down on their ship. The plane already landed though. <laughs> oh. He just blew up. <laughs> That's why he get off the plane. It's on the ground. You can get off the plane. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know, man. I like my cockpit. <laughs> Also, this past um, Tuesday, Disney has released about 8 million cartoons. We got Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin, which was the uh, first new feature-length Winnie the Pooh in like 30 years, back when it was released in 97. Okay. So it's Winnie the Pooh. We also have um, DVD sets featuring shorts for Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Mickey and Pluto. Yeah. No Goofy? No Goofy. That's too bad. That's too bad. They're, they're, Disney's trying to pick up the slack because Warner Brothers started releasing golden sets that yep. just, they they weren't character specific. Let's just show the best shorts from Warner Brothers, so let's have all these good Bugs Bunny and stuff. That includes Merry Melodies, right? Yes, that yeah. would be Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. X. I never knew there was a difference. Is there a difference between Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies? Yeah. Do you know the difference? Merry Melodies has a more symphonic background where the music will go along with the I don't. It makes sense to me in my mind. Um, Not a lot of things do, but it does. We're going to go on to where the first 12 episodes from the third season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were released. I know a little bit more about Ninja Turtles. They're ninjas, they're teenage, and they like pizza. And they live in the sewers. They live Mm, in the sewers, mm. and they follow a rat. Named Splinter. Splinter. It's got Kang. And they fight the claw. No. The foot. The foot. Excuse me, sir, the claw, I believe, was from Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah, Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Dude, I'm so much you, Gadget! <laughs> Dr. Claw was awesome, though. Yeah, and then they yeah, ruined Dad. him in the Inspector Gadget movie, yes, where Rupert Everett yes, actually... If you're going to do an you Inspector... You saw his face. You what saw his face. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I, no. No. I mean, it's okay that you see his face... But it's something that you shouldn't really give away in the trailers or in, like, the first 80 minutes of a 90-minute movie. You see his face at the end of the movie and during a climactic battle with Inspector Gadget. Because that's what we were waiting for in the cartoons was Inspector Gadget versus Dr. Claw. I don't think it ever happened. All right. So, anyway, so about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is that the old one, like the original one when toys first came out? Excellent, because that's the one I like. We also have a Mission Impossible uh, collector set featuring MI1 and MI2. Why don't they, what I understand, but I don't understand why they do that kind of stuff because I got Mission I, Impossible Three comes out in like a month. Yeah, so why not hold back on the collector set until the third one comes out, and then I can buy all three at once instead of buying two and I got to buy one. I mean, just it takes me off. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, I understand because the, they want to hype up MI Three, but now this one big collector set we've talked about um, before when it was announced and it was just released. This past Tuesday was Planet of the Apes, the ultimate DVD collection, featuring every single Planet of the Apes movie, Planet of the Apes. Let's see if I can go through all these. Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, um, 
Escape from Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. You know it. And then the animated series of Planet of the Apes, um, the TV series Planet of... Um, no, there was a live-action Planet of the Apes, and there's the animated Return of the Planet of yep. the Apes. It also features a 2001 remake plan of uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, and they're all special two-disc editions, so it's like 18 discs, all in a handy Dr. Zeus um, bust. Planet of the Apes. It's awesome, and I want it. Queenshire of the Apes. <laughs> right? That's in there, too. <laughs> Also come out, we have the last season of In Living Color, where Chris Rock joined the cast. I didn't know Chris Rock was in the cast of In Living Color. Mm. I don't remember him in it. Yeah. yeah. And that had to be after he stopped doing Saturday Night Live, right? I believe so, yes. That's kind of cool. We also have um, the, all 13 episodes from the second season of Trip in the Rift, which is sci-fi channel's attempt at doing a cartoon in space, but like South Park. So they do all these... This crude humor and oh, sci-fi I remember, references. Yeah, I saw that a couple times. I, I watched it fan. and I was, it it kept me coming back twice, and then I just stopped watching <laughs> twice. it twice. Twice. So got you hook, line, and sinker there, didn't it? Hey, yeah. We also have the Bob Newhart show. It's um, a decent third show. season. It's a decent show. Yeah, decent show. All these uh, DVDs are coming out April eighteenth. We have Breakfast at Pluto. Um, it's. A Cillian Murphy is a young gay man cross and cross-dressing fashion statement rised person. It's the one Excellent. where um, we get Cillian Murphy in drag. Excellent. Excellent. And speaking of Lionsgate Entertainment, Lionsgate's Entertainment's Eli Roth's Hostel comes out unrated and normal edition this Ooh. Tuesday. Ooh. Um, I will call Hostel the first good horror film of the new year. Oh. And still probably the best horror film that has come out. And that tops Hills Have Eyes. Um, Hills Have Eyes was pretty good, but I thought Hostel was better. Hostel's up there with Saw. Uh... Yeah. Did you finally get to see Hostel? Mm-hmm. Hostel, good. It was awesome. Also, I remember seeing this in the theater with you. We have a special edition of Event Horizon. Actually, I, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but I love that movie. I don't know why. It's futuristic. Let's go in a space shuttle, but there's this menacing force making us fear everything yeah, yeah. Oh, i remember when we saw that in the theater yeah yeah, yeah. no i yeah i really enjoyed that movie um now we're gonna go on to quick news bits coming out june 20th we have a special edition of uh, leonardo dicaprio's greatest film ever what's eating gilbert grape special edition what's eating gilbert grape i'll go with that go with that um it's gonna have all new interviews with johnny depp juliette lewis mary steenburgen and more special edition gonna love it also coming out June 27th, we have a 10th anniversary edition of Independence Day. Just almost in time for Independence Day. Because, you know, FX will be showing Independence Day about 8 million times in the month of July. They should just do a marathon like they do for the Christmas story. <laughs> Independence Day for 24 hours. It makes me love America. Mm. You know, when we all just rise up. and It's probably one of the better speeches, though. Well, yeah, right, right before they take off. That was a good speech. That's a really good speech. And it makes me want to go fight aliens. Aye. Let's go fight some aliens. Because if I it was going to have my planet taken over, I'd want Will Smith fighting those aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would trust no one else but the Fresh Prince to fight off the evil aliens. Hey, that are trying all to of a sudden, parents planet. don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he beat up robots. He can beat up aliens. Aye. 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 And he was he was he was Muhammad Ali. He mm, boxed. Aye. Yeah. Aye. But this is before any of that stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. And he can tell a funny joke. It's true. He can tell a funny joke. Um also coming out July twenty fifth is the fourth and I do believe final season of Tales from the Crep. They kinda got those things bam out. The Simpsons yeah. they take like anywhere between six to 14 months to get between seasons. I don't, I don't get that. I don't, Whereas Tales from the Crypt takes a little bit under six months. Well, I wonder well, how the, much commentary and stuff is with that. Um, Probably not as much as The Simpsons, because yeah. The Simpsons drags everyone back. Yeah, see, I wonder if that's why The Simpsons take so long, is it just takes so long to get everybody together. Yeah. Where Tales from the Crypt, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Here you well, go. I'm getting um, obscene gestures from Kate because her show needs to get started. And now she's flexing because she thinks she's zapped from American Gladiators. And she's right. 
I'd like to thank uh, Chris. No problem. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Angie, you're not welcome back on the show because you spoke too much. <laughs> I'm a bad man. And, and Lieutenant Commander Crazy J, thanks, dude. Um, we will all see you guys next Thursday for the Mother of All Shows and Impact 89 FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.